What's going on, hustlers? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hustle Lounge Podcast. Starring Graham Hustle and Hustle Gang Chris. Truthfully, in my heart, I feel bad for the kids that's born in those situations. Mm-hmm. I think irresponsible is that all the time. There's it, nothing wrong with having sex. When you bring kids in this world, you can't even wash your own ass. Right. Now that kid grows up, we talk about people who getting it out the mud and trying to figure this shit out. Why are you bringing them into the mud? You can't really, truly, like, chase your dreams if you're in survival mode. Man, how's everybody doing? They were like, welcome back to another episode of The Hustle Lounge, brought to you by the team at Hustle Smarter, where financial literacy is a new hustle. And not only is it a new hustle, we'll tell you why. But go ahead. How y'all doing today, Colin, Chris? Yeah, I'm I'm good, bro. Big chilling, bro. You know, another day, another episode with the fire. Yeah. We coming with the heat. We want the smoke tonight. Well, I want the smoke. Some... If you want to put the smoke, I might change my shirt, man. I just, you know, I got lost a little weight, so this, you know, too late. I, I don't hunt with the one too. Okay, Mike Tyson. <laughs> I probably get knocked out. What's <laughs> good though, out. Chris? You know me, bro. I'm 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 here. Yeah, I know you on Pluto, baby. Same old, same old. Yeah, That's what's up. Uh, small. Hey, hey, don't start all that, bro. I'm fire your ass up. You can't. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, hit the like button, subscribe to Hustle Smarter TV, Hustle Smarter Podcast. We on all major platforms. Y'all know where to find us. Also, leave a comment, man. Let us know what y'all want to hear, what y'all want to do. Chris, G, me. We'll reply. We got to smoke every day, all day. You can go to. Go to onehustlesmarter.com, the number one hustlesmarter.com. Join the Discord because that's where you're going to find us at. And the thing is, is that the thing about a revolution is you never see it coming. So when we start having these rooftop parties, these live podcast recordings, all these events, guess who's going to be there first? Everybody that's in the Discord that's rocking with us. So if you're in the Discord already, we thank you. We appreciate you. But anyway, let's talk about I think I had the thing uh all right, so somebody told me the other day who's near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. He, Christopher with a C. He said I got a bad habit of not feeling sorry for people. Y'all think I'm like uh I don't I don't have no feelings. Nah. Y'all think I'm cold hearted? Yeah, I see it, Chris. Let me take this one, Chris. Let me take, right. yeah. take this one, bro. Let me take this one. See, I would say anybody who don't know you on a on a certain level would say that you cold hearted. You don't give a fuck. You ruthless. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I don't think that. I don't think you. I don't think you that type of person, bro. I think you get you give real love and you don't really sugarcoat shit. So you know, people not used to. Uh, getting real constructive criticism from somebody that actually got genuine love for them. You know what I'm saying? They used to people telling them what they want to hear. Like, yeah, bro, you're doing good. Don't worry about it. Try again next time. But nah, you'd be like, yo, you fucking suck. Nigga. You got shit together, bro. I'm not fucking with you no more. Niggas not used to that, bro. You know, and it's not your fault. You know what I'm saying? But I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? And we talked about it before. You know, as you compare it to the Air Force, you just got to know who you're talking to because certain people are going to receive it differently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yo, because you really don't give a fuck. You're going to take it this way because I'm going to give it to you. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, because if we always tailor to what you was going to make you feel good, you're not going to act on it. Uh, right. And I think it came from, uh, I mean, you know, I don't feel sorry for anybody because let's, let's, let's just put some statistics out there. These are facts. Chris, you don't even got to fact check this, Chris. This shit right here is real. Men breathing together for 10 years come Labor Day. Been married for seven. Out of those seven years, we spent two, three, three out of seven together. Right? So, first year, marriage. Second year, we took our first trip. So, the first anniversary, we took a trip. Next year, I was deployed. The following year, I was deployed. The following year, she went to the Air Force. The following year. So, I say all that to say, people want you to feel sorry for them in certain situations. But if I was to tell somebody, I didn't even see my wife. You know, I was gone for, I think when I did the day count, out of a, when we was at five years, when I did the days with TBYs, deployments, and everything, out of a five-year span, we was actually in front of each other for like two and a half years, maybe two years. And when I tell people that because I'm in the military, they say, well, you signed up for that, right? So why the fuck should I feel sorry for anybody else? Because if mm-hmm. I tell you that what happened to me, they're going to say, you signed up for that. Well, nigga, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. If you signed up to drive a truck, guess what the fuck you signed up for? Right? That's like them niggas that work at McDonald's, bro, at the drive-thru. They mad because you got... You signed you up and you apply for this job. You work like, on nigga. So what? Shut the fuck up. Give me a double. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but Chris, so, so to go back to what you asked, G, right? To go back to the original question you asked, right? If you feel like you're cold-hearted, right? I'm going to say this, right? And you probably, you probably know this line, right? But, you know, remind that nobody's like you. You design yourself. You know who said that? Come on, man. Come on, you know who said that, baby. You already know who said that. But that's real shit, though. Ain't nobody, ain't no two people the same, bro. <laughs> ain't no two people the same, bro. So you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you one-on-one. Just like, Chris, you one-on-one, bro. You being on Pluto, Jupiter, Saturn, wherever you want to be at today or tomorrow. Ain't nobody like you, bro. So, bro, you don't got to conform change for nobody, bro. Just because niggas don't like what you said to them. Yeah. It, and... I wish I'm not cold hearted enough. Shit, I wish I could do that shit, bro. But yourself is damn tissue, boy. <laughs> like I'm the I'm the nicest guy ever, bro. Like I the be, thing is, so I, I, I think I just, be raw and nasty, but it just be like, damn. Because so the thing is, is and maybe that's that puff diddy complex, like Kanye mm. complex. And I don't never attribute myself to any of them niggas. I don't know them niggas, but I know that the tantrums that I go on and the way that sometimes I can act. I can be comparable to them. I'm not them niggas. I'm Ronald Graham, nigga. And he is, nigga, I'm more like my daddy. Ronald J. Graham, NBA. Uh, That's his new alias, y'all, if y'all didn't know. (laughs) You ain't got to do that, brother. You're talking to the AirPod. You ain't got to (laughs) whisper. Ronald Ronald Jamar Graham II, Masters of Business and Marketing. APC and AFT and all that, AF credit, all of that stuff. Accredited financial counsel on the way. Certified yeah. financial therapist on the way. Certified. Um, Stamp it. Might even, I think I'm going to just get a doctor. Y'all didn't call me doc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I doc, doc McStuffin. I hear you, bro. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> like when you think of all that, right? I think because I've seen greatness, I think that's all it always attributes to. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, it's just hard for me to care, bro. Because in my biggest thing when it comes to caring as in a sympathetic portion, I literally care for people a lot. 
I think that's one of my downfalls that I care too much about people because I care too much about them trying to be great. You know, I don't know, I almost drove my car off the road arguing with Chris because I see the greatness in him. So where mm. I should just let him drive off the road and find somebody else to drive the ride. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, right, right. I don't care as in, you know, uh, damn, I forgot what the hell I was going to say. I don't have sympathy for people because when people win, they have no problem bragging and boasting and telling you that they won. Mm-hmm. But when they lose or something don't go their way, it's always somebody else's fault. What we always say, bro, uh, misery love company, bro? It's not even that. It's just how can you brag and boast about what you do good, right? Because life is, I told my nephews and shit, and they'll tell you that if I tell them anything different, I'm lying. I said, yo, life is all about choices. You have a choice. And whatever choice you make, you got to live with that choice. You choose to have sex unprotected. You can have a child early. You can have AIDS. You can get burnt. You know, it's a lot of things that come with that. If you choose to whatever you do, you have to live with those choices because if you hit the baddest bitch in the city and get her pregnant, then yeah, I got her pregnant. But you hit that little mud duck in the middle of the night, ain't nobody did you wrong, cuz. And I think we don't live with our choices, man. This situation that I won't speak of on camera because it's not made for camera, but there's people close to me in my life who have made decisions and they just could constantly play the victim. And much as I want to feel sorry for them, I can't. Because when I roll back my brain and I remember, I called your ass and told you, you shouldn't do that. That ain't the right thing to do. I'm going to tell you why. You know, I gave it to him wrong. Everybody else is telling your ass to go do this shit. I'm telling you, hey, that shit ain't smart. I don't know who the hell tell you this, but you might need to cut their ass off because they lied. But you took the information because it was favorable. It wasn't the truth from Graham. And I was a dickhead. Ah, oh, that nigga, fuck him. He don't understand shit. He joined that airport. He just don't fucking do nothing, though. Right? I was that guy. But then, a year later, and that shit started coming out, and it's like, that motherfucker was right, but I can't tell him he was right. But you don't got to tell me I was right because I seen the shit coming, you idiot. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to certain situations, I don't feel sorry for grown folks. You know, I only feel sorry for kids and babies. I mean, only so I always say this all the time. I only feel sorry for babies and kids and old mm-hmm. folks. But dealing with some of these old folks I be dealing with who's in their 40s and 50 now, that shit they going to do when they 70, they deserve that shit too. So fuck them. I feel sorry for kids because they can't they can't yeah, ask they who they get born to. And a lot of you motherfuckers need to be spaded and neutered. <laughs> I hate doing all this fucking just cuz, bro. Now you don't reach. I, I wish I put Joe Biden ran his motherfucker like China. You, know, you need to get a permit to have a kid because this mm-hmm. shit is out of control. And yeah. I still feel sorry for those kids because now they're born into a situation with a po-ass parent or two po-ass parents, like, the irresponsibility is at an all-time high. I think if you don't have a certain amount of money in your account and you can't take care of yourself, you shouldn't have sex. I don't know how your shit gets hard. Mm. And that's the thing when it comes to sympathy. I don't feel sorry for these girls who got three, four kids with all these cats and doing bad and, and single moms. Now, granted, respectfully, everybody that's listening, there are single moms who was in love with a man who just didn't turn out to be a man when the baby was born. I understand that portion. But what about the three, four times you having these one-night stands and keep popping out these babies? Girl, your shit need to be clipped. 
You need to get have out that, of there. Have that fun, but don't bring nobody else in the world who's gonna suffer. You know, one of my cousins, she about to have a baby. I said, poor child. <laughs> yeah, poor child, bro. <laughs> They're gonna be born in. The, <laughs> they're gonna be born in the poverty. They're gonna be born in the poverty and never, and they're gonna be embedded with the mentality of never had shit, because the parent never had shit. And it's not right. that the parent is a bad parent; it's just that he never got a chance to experience life. They're tooting that ass up. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I really believe that, though. I said that with some personal shit with Kevin. <laughs> he said. <laughs> When, when you were talking about the little situation, poor baby, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. right. Oh, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Because now, truthfully, in my heart, I feel bad for the kids that's born in those situations. Mm-hmm. I think irresponsible that all the time. There's it, nothing wrong with having sex. When you bring kids in this world, you can't even wash your own ass. Right. Now that kid grows up, we talk about people who getting it out the mud and trying to figure this shit out. Why are you bringing them into the mud? I just I just made a post uh, about this, bro. Like on Facebook, I'm not on Facebook. I'm no, not, no, it was on Instagram. Instagram. It was on Instagram. Um, Nepotism. Like, yeah, like people think it's 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 not okay to put people on. Like, why are you why are you in that position? Like, I don't understand. Like, like like I know if you a boss, bro, everybody at your table should be. So the fact that like why black people can't grow because. When people make it, they want to shit on everybody. And I get it, because some people was hating. But there's those that's reaching out, hey, because I need a job. Or, hey, I got, they got a realistic business idea, and they just need somebody to help them out with it. Or just just, just taking, putting the whole family on, like, like we got to get on that. Bro. No, no, fuck we don't. I, I, bro, I never understood, right? Why people talk fear into into like our plan. Like you somebody know you trying to do something, people talk fear into your shit, bro. Why not just move out the way? And let me let me let me execute what I gotta execute, bro. People try to put fear in this shit to discourage you, just do stop doing what you want to do, bro. Cause they program. But what Chris was saying, I'm gonna tell you something, Chris. I'm gonna tell you something. I ain't even that busy because I'm still fucking broke. But when people are in those positions to bring people on or they at a high level, they're not obligated to help anybody. I mean, I'm not saying they're obligated. What I'm saying is, like, it's a mentality that... It's a, it's a mentality that, that Chris, one, you grab and Colin built Hustle Smarter and I want to get in and meet the Wall Street trap and I know y'all know them. Let me talk to you. No, I'm talking about... Oh, okay, my bad, like, sorry. It's like, alright, I get what you're saying. It's like three different mentalities, right? So, Number one, for some reason, um, everybody like think everybody think a black person can't be like we can't give our kids everything because they gonna be spoiled. That's number one. That's the fuck. That's the that's the main fucking issue. Okay. Oh, we, what? Do you got them written down? Because I want to go one for one with you. I, I I let me get it out. Uh, go ahead, get it out, brother. All right. Sorry. So that's 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 mentality. Fuck up one 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 one. Oh. Like, like I don't understand. People have kids and think like, "Oh, you gonna, you gonna, you gonna get it out the mud because you gotta." Like, it's a difference, bro. It's a thin line. Like, bro, why not set your kids up for success? I don't understand. That's the, that's the problem number one. 
problem number two is like, I got to read the post again. We start with number one. Start with number one. I'm gonna read this post again because I, I, right. I, I, number, I got number one is number one is what is a lack of understanding of what it means to take care of your kids. You see what I'm saying? And that kind of retreats back to what I was just saying. You don't want to give your kids nothing because they was a mistake. You left the club with that baby because he had a chain on. You thought he had some money. You got busted on and he was broke. Now your kid a mistake. You are gonna do what you need to do. You are gonna get you some Facebook likes by posting little pictures and shit. But at the end of the day, you didn't want that kid, so you don't want what's best for that kid. You can't wait till you turn 18 so you can legally tell them to get the hell on so you can keep doing what you're doing every night, men or women, because it could be a single father in the same situation too, nothing against my single mothers. So that's the first thing. And two, they don't understand what it means to build somebody up. They think shoes and clothes and the latest Georgia for kids is taking care of them. No, the hell is not. You know what I did the other day with my last little 500? I put that shit in Jayla's stock account because I knew I was going to blow it. She's up 100 or $200 in like two weeks on some long-term stocks that I just bought. Like, hey, she'll be 18 and this shit will be the one thing. You see what I'm saying? Because I know what matters to having a kid's life. These kids turn 18. And, and, and I had a conversation about it. Like, well, if you do that with a kid, they're never going to do anything. Well, hell. Well, how has it worked with them not having anything? Yeah, like, what, what success have you had <laughs> with not giving them shit out the gate? The thing is, is that I, I wanna, I'm going to retire my daughter at 18. And it's never been seen in certain pieces of our community. And that's perfectly fine because I don't live for the motherfucker. And I tell you what, I tell you what, I bet you, I bet you right now, if a Nick, if somebody told me, hey, at 18, you can, you would be rich enough to buy whatever the fuck you want. I bet I wouldn't turn it down. You wouldn't mm-hmm. turn it down. But I think the key is with that is this. You know me. Y'all know me. Now, Jayla gonna have some money at eighteen, but she she gonna understand the she gonna understand, she gonna understand the work that I put into it. She's yeah. gonna be like me. Is I say she's gonna be like me because she might be a fucking totally different from me. I can't. Everybody's one and one, but mm-hmm. she's gonna understand that dad sacrificed his life to make sure that I can live like this at this age. So it is only right that I go do something, and now she can go do something that she may truly like, which may be dancing, art construction whatever because she doesn't have to worry about the day-to-day because and dad has set her up to where she is mode. and it's ain't survival mode and it's ain't survival mode niggas can't stop hitting your head that hard bro you gonna, oh, your bro, you gonna put a dent in that jump you can't really you can't really truly like chase your dreams if you some in survival mode we got kids who want to be doctors but they can't even go to they can't even go to school for 12 years because they gotta eat they got to settle for being the, the first grade teacher because they had to put food on their stomach and the clothes on their back. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you don't know how much people is cutting off of a child's dreams by putting them in them situations. Mm-hmm. They enjoy, they couldn't even enjoy childhood and really figure out who they want to be because as soon as they turn 16, mama was saying, go get a job. Right. But I, and I get that too. And people got to remember, bro, life is a movie, bro. But it would never be a sequel, my nigga. Not ever. One life. You know what I'm saying? You got one life to live, bro. Do everything you can to make it the life best life you live. So I'm not can a day go by without me being fly, fresh to death, head to toe to the day I'm left. Huh? Uh-huh. But I think I think I think because of programming. I'm supposed to feel sorry for putting my daughter in a situation where she never had to work. But that doesn't mean she doesn't have to work. It doesn't mean she doesn't have to work for someone. Right. But 
it comes back to feeling sorry for people, bro. I, I don't, man, because what are you going to sacrifice to change yourself, right? And then I ask you a question. We were talking about some shit and then some deep conversation. I can't want to get too in detail, but it was, well, how would you feel if you were that in that situation, right? And it's like, yo, everything I've done that I didn't agree with, I use as motivation, right? Um, when Let's go back to my financial situation before I try to flip it. I'm still broke, y'all. I don't want y'all to think I'm rich. Um, but it felt bad not being able to fly to see my grandfather in 2015. He was on his deathbed. It felt bad. Like, I didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. And I had already kind of burnt out my one or two little credit cards I had. So from that day, it taught me a lesson that I never want to feel that way again. Right? Now, comma. If I had to bail myself out and use another credit card, if somebody would have paid for me to get there, I would have never learned that lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's a it's a lesson in every L. It's a lesson in every tight situation. And, and granted, I'm still, and I say that in the same breath. Let's flip it. Pop died in March. I didn't go see him when he was in the hospital on his deathbed, but that was by choice. I didn't want to see him like that. I had just seen him dancing and kicking it, right? So mm-hmm. I want to remember that. And then I didn't know it was that bad. All right. I thought maybe we'll be down two, three weeks and come home. But I don't feel bad about not going to see him in that state because I remember him vibrant, bouncing, and having a good time. Right. See, a cool okay. team pop out there at the, 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 the party, dancing and all that. Mm. And I seen him after that, right? But it's just, that was a choice by me. It wouldn't have been shit to drive two and a half hours, obviously. I just personally, in my personal mind, don't want to see anybody at their worst. Right, right. Give or I take. I know it's going to be hit or miss, but. I remember 2015, that shit seen me, but right around the time, September, I would say it's how it started felt about now. He died on the 24th, I want to say, of September, right? So mm-hmm. that two weeks in September, but they're like, he doing good, he doing bad, he doing good, he doing bad. It didn't even matter, right? Honestly, and I ain't going to share no fear on camera, but I was thinking, like, if I go fly home, now I ain't going to have no money to come to the funeral. Like, right, right, and right. that's a fucked up situation to be in. Mm-hmm. But that right. also showed me that I never want to be in that situation again. Because no matter how we slice the pie, my nigga, everything born is meant to die. Yeah, niggas right. gonna die, bro. That's I'm at right, the point bro. now where I'm trying to figure out like, it, you just kind of put no fear on death, nigga. It's gonna come. You can't stop it's it when it comes. Yeah, you either. can't stop it. Yeah, that's fact. You can't stop it, bro. But imagine that, bro. Imagine a 23, 24-year-old me is tighter than my grandfather. Me and my grandfather, as I've gotten older, was tighter than me and my father. And mm. I do believe things happen for a reason because I got tight with my father after my grandfather passed. Mm. Like, I'm not saying we had beef, but I'm talking about me and my dad is like this now, but me and right. grandpa was like, yeah. Because um, my dad is like me. Me and him the same now. I know they can't, I know it's more than one. But that nigga, we just the same person. We, you know. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so at that yeah. time, I was boneheaded. Grandpa, I tell dad this, man. I ain't calling him. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then grandpa would call me, like, tell your dad, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But imagine imagine that mindset of a 20, 2015. I, had, I wasn't 25 yet. I was 24. He died October 1st. My birthday was October 8th. I mean, he died mm-hmm. September 24th. We buried him October 1st. I had my birthday October 8th. 24 years old, I'm sitting there making that decision of, do I want to see him while he still got breath in his body or do I just want to prepare and save the money to go to the funeral because I can't do both? Right. That's, but, that's a damn tough situation to be in, bro. But in the same breath, that taught me that there's no reason why I should be 
deploying and working every day and I cannot go do these things. Right, right. I need to figure this fucking money thing out. Right. And, mm -hmm. and too often people get bailed out. They call mom, they call dad, they call brother, they call sister, they call credit card, they call whatever. And that's why I'm not sympathetic because I learned that way. And as long as somebody's there to bail you out, you're not going to learn. At all. And, and it's to the point where, too, and I do agree now. Chris might not agree with me. But at 18, if you raise your kids right, they should be ready to get the fuck on. Yeah, that that that's not like... Yeah, but... I, it's Yeah, but what you're saying is the people who are shitty, they send the kids out at 18. But I'm going to ask you this, Chris. No, I'm not. I'm not saying. Okay, okay. It's not. They send them out as eight. So you know your child, right? You know your child. You know your child. Some some people have to get the fuck out at eighteen because they they mindset not don't appreciate what you've done for them. Mm -hmm. Got to teach them a lesson. The other half of that is you when you have your when you have a kid your the rest majority of your for the next 18 years that should be my opinion you should be sacrificing to set them up what the fuck else are you here for you you had you had a kid why you not doing everything you can to, to put them in a position to win because part of them don't know what to do because society has told us that jordan's and but that, that red bottom the these niggas wearing red bottoms the problem bro, bro. we listen bro <laughs> But that shit ain't crazy. That, shit, that shit ain't no excuse no more. Well, it's not an excuse, but it is because only me, you, Colin, and a couple of people in our immediate circles respectively think the way that we think. It ain't. Mm -hmm. It is an excuse. It's an excuse that I can't pay for this nigga first semester in college, but I bought him red bottoms and rented a Bentley for his prom, so he won't <laughs> forget that because I never went to prom. Yeah, nigga, that's a problem. I'm with the prom in the 06 Impala that I painted for my dog Ricky. I painted my dog Ricky and Paula two-toned the orange and white and he let me drive it across. We had no roads. I think I printed them ugly-ass shoes that come with the tux. Bro, you know I ain't even go to prom, bro. <laughs> like, bro, I ain't even go to prom, bro. If you I did, I'd been on the three, the three train leaving out of Brownsville. So I ain't even, bro. Well, well what, I'm, what I'm saying is this, Chris, is we as a culture got to... So the thing is this, Chris, the sorry-ass parents I was talking about who ain't, ain't really did shit from the start. What is them keeping the kids past 18 going to change? Now they're going to be 25-year-old bumps, 30-year-old bumps. And I know you're not at that level yet to see niggas really grow old and not grow up. But, my guy, I know 30-year-old niggas right now who will tell you, but let me call my mama real quick. Nigga, what? Mm -hmm. And the mama feels obligated to, I got to do that because that's my baby. It's that mama complex, crazy. though. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah it's crazy. It's like my mom's gonna be a mom. My parents gonna the, be a parent. It's a thin line because my I'm gonna tell you ass I'm right over, now. I'm more going. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm more going towards. I'm really going more towards the parents' mindset, not the child. It's the it's not the kid. The kid mm -hmm. doesn't know anything, bro. But when you have a 35 year old grown ass man saying, "Let me call my mama to pay my car insurance," that is a problem. It's a problem, so but it's not the parent fault, G. Because I, I like I, I hear you how, saying like how yeah, it not ain't the parent fault. Because, bro, like the parent, yeah, the parent is uh is doing this, so it was making that child feel like they could continue to do it. But as a parent, that's still your baby. On how old they get, you still gonna feel some type of way for your child, bro. Even though you like, man, why the fuck am I paying his bills? 
But then you're going to be like, if I don't pay his bill, he can't do what he's doing. So it's kind of like... I'm going to tell you what. Right. That's his fucking problem. Stop what you're doing right now, man. Hit that like button, man. What's a comment? Let us know how we're doing. Appreciate y'all. It depends on how you raise it. Mm. Nigga, when I was 16 and was painting cars in the backyard, my daddy charged me shop rent. Right? I had to pay for the lights in the garage. It was $80 a month, give or take, on the best month. It was two months I didn't have any cars to paint, which means I had no income. I didn't I didn't work side jobs. I did straight paint cars. Guess who still won his $80 on in the, in, with or without it? My mm-hmm. dad. Right? So guess what the fuck I did? Hold on, dad. I still owe you. I ain't paint nothing. And he said, that ain't my problem. The bill man don't care about what the fuck you got going on. He want his money. I gave him $80 a month because I... But then he said, I close the shop. You don't paint shit even when it come back around. So I think our society shy away from tough love. Oh, yeah. Big time. Because you know why? I needed that because when I turned 23, I didn't want to pay the motherfucking people. <laughs> Nobody cares, bro. Mm-hmm. And I think we shield, we as in the parenting situation, shield our kids from what really matters. Nigga, Big Grab literally looked at me in my face and said, you won't paint that now, motherfucking car, in my shop, and I'm going to lock your shit up, and all the tools that you got there, they're my tools, if you don't pay your $80. What happens when you don't pay your rent? What they do with your shit? Put the fuck out, okay? <laughs> so, you see what I'm saying? That's the thing that kids aren't getting taught some lessons. See, my daddy could have been a punk ass, and a poe ass, and a bitch ass. And say, you know what? He ain't paying no calls. Let me just pay it for because that's my let son. Because that's my son. Let me just pay it. Give him, an give him an answer. Take him out. Yeah. Now, granted, granted, when I did good, he didn't overcharge me for the price. It was a set rate. I have a real life thousand dollar month. I pay him eighty dollars. I have two zero months. I paid him eighty dollars. But what I'm telling you is that that set me up with life way beyond a 16-year-old kid trying to do his love of painting cars. Yeah. And, and that's why I, like, I am a tough love expert. Everything and, I've ever done. Go ahead, bro. Oh, and remember I told you I had to go read the post, right? So it's coming back full circle. Like, people don't know the difference between being a, men, a, a mentor, a parent, a tough lover, a lesson teacher. A, a, a guy, a person providing wisdom and value, they confuse that with struggle. See, the post say, um, not everyone needs to struggle before they make it. So, I think people got to confuse with, I'm gonna make my kids struggle so they understand what I went to, what I went through, and that's not the case. But your kid can still be successful if you just teach them the right things to do, what's right and what's wrong. You got to show them. Yeah, like, you, you got to show them. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, too, is, is what you're saying now is perfect. Um, Kyle, you want to jump on this? I'm going to go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to chime in. Go ahead. Yeah. One, I mean, like I just told y'all, nigga, my name about to be Tough Love. Tough Love Hustle. Because that's all I do. And I think that's why y'all rock with me so hard because y'all know it's tough love. It's not, I don't want to see y'all win. It's not that I hate on y'all. Because, it, 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 oh man, my, I got told this by the, a great person because I love him. But he said, sometimes some of the stuff I say comes off as hate. 
And then, you know, the people that we talk to and the people that we talk about and things we talk about, I have no reason to hate on it. So if a nigga say, I'm going to do this and this and do that, and I'm like, well, nigga, you don't even got that. That's not why am I hating. You don't have it, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just being honest in the situation. You know what I mean? So I think tough love, the truth turns into hate whenever a nigga don't want to hear it. Uh, but tough love is something that our culture is lacking because they want the parents wants to be friends. Nigga, big grab did not give a fuck if I was his friend or not. Bitch, you gonna learn and be ready for this world, or I'm gonna kill you trying. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all I can do now is look him in the face and say thank you. But now I can talk that shit to him. Like nigga, <laughs> I got tough love for you now because he be talking about his food truck shit that be going sour. Well, nigga, if you do what I tell you to do, the shit will win. But until then, don't call. His ass about to get on a hundred dollars an hour call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> nah, that, nah, that's facts though. Shit, shout yeah. out, shout out to my pops. He's on the same. <laughs> yeah. And and that's the thing is that it's still tough love, and I'm so appreciative of that because, nigga, when I left at 18, grab gave my cell phone bill, but I've been paying all that shit on my own for so long. And it's not that I look down on someone or do I look at someone that's more fortunate than me. All right, your daddy still got you on the family plan. Or, I just be like, that's crazy. I don't know how that feels. Like, so, 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 is there, so is there a difference between like, all right, you, you paying for your kids, so you pay for their rent. Y'all saying y'all not going to do it because they're not going to learn a lesson, right? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that is. I think it's it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of ways to skin a cat, bro. But I just yeah. think like this will be going back to like it's nothing wrong with you know like Graham said he gonna retire Jayla at eighteen. I, I I can promise you that if he retired Jayla at eighteen, she still is going to know the value of work. She's going to know the value of what pops did to put her in this situation. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference between raising um, somebody who putting somebody in a situation that they can succeed in or raising a spoiled ass fucking brat. Bro, yeah. is you going to pay your kid rent or not? I will. Mm-hmm. If I can't, hell yeah, I will. If, okay, if I, so, uh, so when you do it, would you say they're not learning the lesson? No, it's 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 it's, it's when they don't appreciate it or when they no. do to, to, to fuck it up. Well, so my that. thing, I'm gonna tell you right now, I ain't paying that shit. Right. So that's what I'm at. Because so Chris, you paying it? So you not paying it because he gonna think no. you gonna pay it every time. Not even. Oh, that. I'm not talking about. Are oh, you talking about like paying their rent consistently? No, I'm just saying. Are you gonna I'm pay their rent? Like if they in a jam and you gonna pay their shit? Are you gonna pay it? Because G, what G saying, if you pay it, they not gonna learn the struggle of you missing your rent. You gonna get put out. Oh, what I'm saying. I mean, that's situational. I, I think I would handle it somewhere along the lines of I'm going to pay your rent for a month or two or three. I'm going to give you this financial plan to follow. If you don't follow it, nigga, I'm not paying it again. Okay. Yeah, what I'm you saying, do that. I'm okay. just, so for, I'm going to pull a big grand move. Shout out to big grand. There's a reason. You can ask that nigga. God is my witness 13 years in there for 13 years later. Home. I ain't never asked that nigga for no money. Call him on the shoulder. Matter of fact, we'll see him so ask him. He'll tell you. Because what he going to do is say, turn out your bank statement for the last month. Let me see where your money went. And he going to highlight everything. So you need money for your rent, but you was at club yo-yos and you was at booty shaking here and you bought all this liquor. No, you don't have a money problem. You have a, a, a decision and a responsibility problem. 
Mm-hmm. So now, granted, it's a case by case situation. Yeah, my daughter it, working it, an hourly job. And you never know. It, it, it's that situation. It's gonna be case by case. But okay. I need to look at the case and the situation. And you have, and, okay. and that's the thing. You gonna have to put it all on the table. You have to come to the kitchen table and say, Dad. Here's all my statements for the whole entire month. I did everything I was supposed to do. And, and at that doing. point, I respect it. I respect. I'm still gonna cut you the fuck out. Um, and I'm still gonna loan you the money for your rent, but I'm gonna put some interest on it so you can feel what it feels like to get a loan from the bank. It ain't gonna be that twenty percent. You gonna hit me back for some percentage because then the first thing is, well, damn, I didn't have the money now. Now I gotta pay you that interest. Hey, that's how the banks work. And and I think that's where you was going with it, Colin. That's the difference, like right. Okay, I was, I was just asking so y'all can break somebody, it down. The you difference put somebody between. through all that, now they know the value of it. Right. You're not going to call me just giving you it to me. I had a hot girl summer, you forgot your money. Yeah, like, nah. Nah. The problem with the black community is not uneducation and miseducation, it's irresponsibility. Yeah. Responsibility is crazy. I seen some shit about a mirror jeans. I'm a fashion nigga. I'm not paying. My ass ain't worth $1,800. <laughs> like, I don't need to cover right. the eighteen hundred dollars worth of threads. These twenty dollars yeah. mm-hmm. shorts do great, <laughs> but right. because of because of our cultural and Christmas, can we talk about that thing? Black culture, nigga culture. I see you made a post about it because I don't know the difference. But um, I said that between black yeah, culture, and nigga culture. He's Chris posted in the Discord like the things that we doing yeah. now is not black culture. What is black culture? But even say the same, the same. But. but Oh yeah. Oh, like like Eric Thomas said the other day. He say, "It's a little clip." He say, "Y'all niggas complaining about paying two hundred dollars for a course, but your shoes is is four hundred dollars." And that's that. So, that's that's that post shit, red. Like we should. So can we? We gonna have to. So let's. I know this is crazy. Let's cut that part. Put it back on the po ass episode. You know how we do it. Back in the day, shit. But oh, like yeah. y'all, like that's that. That's, that's, the, that's what I was trying to talk about with the poet shit. Yeah, like, 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 like what I posted the other day. I said, "Well, somebody, no, I, I said the tweet in the Discord. I said, bro, say, bro, say, bro, say, listen, listen, this is some real shit, bro. Say, y'all be complaining about how much a course costs, but y'all don't be thinking about how how broke you gonna be if you don't take the fucking course. Mm. Like, like." Like it literally don't make sense. Like you, you won't pay a hundred dollars for a nigga to teach you how he got a million, but you'll go spend a hundred dollars at the bar. You don't well, question. You think about it too. Think about it when I bought the the meals to go work out so I can get back in shape. Right, that shit cost me four hundred for twenty meals. Oh, you spent that much on some fucking food, bro? This is my life. Mm-hmm. And you gonna spend? And you gonna spend the four hundred dollars anyway? Man, I got mm. shit on that count. I got shit on that shelf that two bottles was four hundred, and that's bad. Mm. Now, and I, I just like when, like, I, I guess when people want to talk to me about, like, oh, you know, about the market or whatever, like, oh, investing is risky or trading is risky. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna spend the money anyway. I'm gonna tell you some shit, yo. I might have stole it from somebody, but I, I still gain. We're all traders, baby. We all trading something for something. They trading something for something. Whether you're trading Apple for a stock, either you're trading your time for a dollar, you're trading all day long to make the trades worth it. Hold on, man. I be saying some shit. I just think that's so imperative. You know, especially us, though. We'll hit the next episode. Us as black fathers, strong black fathers, involved black fathers, 
because we don't live like the, the prehistoric time where we killed the water buffalo, skin the water buffalo and kill. Mm-hmm. We actually picking them babies up at the crib. We putting a bottle over our breasts at to make it feel like titty milk. <laughs> Nigga, we changing diapers. We staying home with the kids all day. Like we really doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm a yeah. I, I, I don't want to take pride. I don't give a fuck. I never thought it was gonna be like this. Right. <laughs> right. But we are the example. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the and the biggest mistake we make is thinking the biggest mistake we life in life is thinking we got time, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's, mm-hmm. every day we gotta grind, bro. We gotta can't be no po ass, man. Man, we talked about po ass and I'm gonna tell you right now though, because we like to end this shit on the fucking bank. Chris, Colin, we have to go through these episodes and make sure because some of this gonna go with the other one and some gonna come with this one. Right, right, right. And we're gonna figure that shit out because the next mm-hmm. topic gonna be totally different. Okay. I'll tell you this motherfucker though. This I Ronald J. Graham the second. NBA, do not feel sorry for any of you motherfuckers. No. I don't feel sorry for nobody because when you wake up every day and you have breath in your body, you can breathe God's green air and God's green earth. You will be you have the ability. To, no, you have the ability to change any motherfucking situation you in. If I don't feel sorry for myself, what the fuck I'm so sorry for somebody else, huh? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't feel sorry for my daddy, my mama. Auntie, uncle, cousin, I don't, my sister, I don't feel sorry for none of them niggas. Hope they figure that shit out, because I got to figure that out for me. Right, yeah, that's true. Now, that's my true, granddad bro. was still living, I don't feel sorry for him. My grandmother, mm-hmm. if she was in a tight situation, just because her lack of access at the ages of, if you're 65 and up, you lack that access that right. we talked about where people just didn't know. Um, mm. I tell y'all some shit that touched my soul, yo. You know, I made my grandma real tight. My mom, my, my grandma, that's my dog. And we had a conversation because I started, when we started me and Chris, because Chris, you know, Chris really into being a fucking historian and shit. And, and, and you know, we do take for granted the elders that are in our lives. Mm-hmm. So I was asking grandma about like the segregation and all that because I forget that shit. She dealt with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But she told me, she said she wished if she could go back in the hands of time that she would have bought a house mm-hmm. in her young years. And I'm thinking, damn, yo, how blessed are we really? I'm about three motherfucking houses and I'm 31, bro. You didn't know. They just didn't know. <laughs> but I didn't know either. I seeked out the information and realized how easy it was to buy a house. Now, granted, it wasn't easy for them at that time. Mm-hmm. But for her to say that, and I'm on house three, and her telling me that, like, at 78, 77, that was one of her wishes. Like, damn. Bro, my, yeah, and when I, bro, my grand, my, my pops, my machine, never bought a house. She's, like, she's, mm-hmm. she still don't live in the house. When grandma told me that shit, bro, it was just like, I took it as like, dang, I'm really mm-hmm. blessed, bro. But, bro, we, don't... we, we are, bro. Cause now you said that, bro, I think about my pops, bro. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we stayed in the apartment, bro, until I was about like, 19, bro. So he had to be like in his 40s, bought his first crib. I bought my first house at what? 20, 27? And we on the second now. So, bro, if you think about it like that, bro, it's crazy. I bought my first one at 23, 24. And it was granted. And I, and that's the thing, too, when it comes to sympathy. We got the VA loan. We got the mm-hmm. benefit that some got, don't have. Yeah, But at the same time, 
we we work for that shit. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I was in Afghanistan on the internet sending brief pictures like this the house I want. Go check it out for a nigga. Mm-hmm. But the niggas never even everybody see her helping me get the house, and that's so beautiful, black love. Nobody see me staying up at two in the morning because it was one in the morning, one in the afternoon there. And I'm in Afghanistan, nigga, with bombs over the fence. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the VA loan put me a zero down payment, but the motherfucker I got shot at for it. Right. And I don't want yeah. nobody to feel sorry for that because I signed a paper to go do that shit. Yeah. But That's I was nice. not. I got to take advantage of what was given or what I earned because they didn't give us a motherfucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Honey. Yeah. This concludes another episode of the Hustle Lounge podcast. We'll catch you next time.